You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality. My name is Neil, and this is the third episode of the semifinals of Bloodsport Season 3. I am here once again to represent the South of the United States. We are so excited to find out who will be the champion moving on to the final Bloodsport competition. And uh, today, as you've heard in the last two episodes, we're going to be playing a special game designed by Ryan Myers called Streaks. Ryan, unfortunately, will have to miss this third episode, still under concussion protocol, but we uh, finally got approval for him to get off of that, and we said that he has to go to Gold's Gym to build up his biceps and get ready for the next episode, which he will return, which we're all excited about. But we have two wonderful competitors here today who vanquished both of their opponents, in the first episode of the South, and let's introduce them. So our first contestant coming to us from Texas is Jeannie. How are you, Jeannie? Hi, doing great, Neil. Thanks. Uh, thank you for being here. We're so excited uh, for you to compete once again. Why don't you just remind the folks a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I, uh, I live in Fort Worth, Texas, and I have a beautiful husband and a miniature poodle and a couple of grandkids and just uh, excited to be on this show. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And we know that uh, you've been training in all different forms of martial arts for today's competition. Is that right? Yeah, I uh, actually got my teeth sharpened earlier this morning. So that could be a pretty brutal, uh, pre- pretty brutal move there. So we're, we're hoping to see what happens with that. But thank you for joining us today. And you will be competing against Eric coming to us from Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you uh, once again for being here, Eric. It's good to see you. How are you today? I am doing great. Uh, definitely feeling a little bit nervous, but uh, also excited. Probably more nervous, but uh, yeah. Well, that's okay. I think you know it's okay to be nervous with the way the first two episodes of the semifinals played out, but uh, we have two great competitors here today. Remind uh, everyone at home a little bit about yourself, Eric. Yeah, so I am a psychotherapist. Um, I, I don't know if I've told you this, Neil, but I'm originally from Milwaukee. Cool. Uh, and so I have uh, animosity towards anybody from the Chicago area, just, uh, you know, by birth. So uh, the fact that I'm on this show makes me feel a little bit, uh, I have some mixed emotions. I could see that being mixed emotions. I mean, when, you, when you're when you in a city that is sort of a smaller copy of a bigger city, you know, an hour and a half away, I can see how that would be bad. 
Um, yeah, smaller and better. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I love New- I love Milwaukee. Uh, we were just over there for a Paramore concert. It's always great to go to Milwaukee. And uh, there's a great bar I'm sure you're aware of, bar restaurant. Uh, and I'm forgetting the name of it now. It's uh, it's the Spy Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't remember the name of uh, what that's called. I can't even, I can't remember either. I'm going to have to look it up while we're playing. But I know when you go there, you have to give a specific password to get in. And if you don't, they make you do really goofy things that everyone in the bar sees um to make you embarrassed so i had to do a chicken dance which i i didn't want to do uh and as i was vamping there the name of it is safe house milwaukee so uh yeah if you're in milwaukee check out safe house uh and uh yeah enjoy the city it's a great it's a great city um but yeah thank you eric for being here today and uh same question i asked Jeannie: have you been uh preparing with any sort of workouts or uh moves getting ready for today's fight um well Actually, I went to the gym the first time in a while the other day. This is actually real, uh, and so I'm actually super sore right now. <laughs> well, that, that's all right. That's it's a good sore to have. And uh, speaking of the gym, uh, Jeff and Ken, who who aren't here right now, I'm here alone doing this solo. Um, they just went to the gym together, so hopefully they're going to have a good sweat and listen to some old CNC Music Factory or something and and have a good time. But um, yeah, we're so excited to have both of you here. As I said earlier, the game today is is called Streaks. Ryan is not able to be here, but he passed along the questions, uh, which I will read. And the way it's going to work is uh, for every question, you get a point. Then the next question, if you get a second question correct, you're going to get two points. So one point for the first question, two points for the second for a total of three. If you get a third one in a row correct, that'll be a total of six points, and it keeps moving up. Uh, We haven't had to have any uh, streaks yet in the first two games, so hopefully this will be the first one. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to go and uh, and bloodsport if both of you are. Let's do it. Sounds good. All right. So your first question is, which unique musical instrument is played by not touching it but vaguely putting your hands near or around it? Maybe the most famous examples are the outro of the Beach Boys' "Good Vibrations" and old timey UFO sound effects. So I'll once just again, hop in and say I can log in on this one. Okay, Jeannie is locked in. So what are you thinking, uh, Eric, on this unique musical instrument? Oh, man, I'm I'm thinking I I'm gonna like kick myself when I hear it because I'm not I'm not able to think of anything. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. Uh, I I don't even know what the name of this instrument is, and I guess this doesn't even really answer the question. But I'll say that the um, like glass cups that. Uh, I don't even know what they're called. I'll say the glass cups is my answer. The glass cups or the uh, talent uh, from Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality, uh, basically, I think what you're going for. And uh, Jeannie, I... what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a theremin. And one point to Jeannie, it is a theremin. Well done. <laughs> That's it right there. I think that was like an exact replica of what it really sounds like. So nice job, Jeannie. Uh, All right, so we have someone on the board right away, so let's move right along to question two. What descriptor is typically applied to the style of manicure wherein the nail appears nude, natural, or transparent, but the tips are white in some fashion? Like bangs, they always go in and out of fashion and have different variations pop up all the time. Yeah, I can lock in on this one, too. I'm trying to think of any manicure-related terms that I know, and I don't know if I even have one. Um, 
Uh, I feel like that uh, the the style that you're talking about, I feel like resembles a piece of candy corn. So I will say candy corn nails. All right, that's a that's a very good guess. And Jeannie, I think it's a French manicure. It is a French manicure. You might hear French tip. So uh, that's actually going to be worth two points for Jeannie. That's our first streak of the semifinals. So she had uh, point, one point for the first question, two points for the second. We'll see if the streak continues. And uh, we'll move right on to number three. And your question is, which extraterrestrial figure and ruler of the Galactic Confederacy brought billions of humans to Earth 75 million years ago, stacked them around volcanoes, and then killed them with hydrogen bombs? That is, at least, if you ascribe to Scientology. So I have a, a name in my head. It's either right or it's really wrong, and I'll probably be embarrassed, but that's <laughs> the only name that's popping into my head. All right, so Jeannie is locked in. Uh, Eric, feel free to talk aloud. Boy, yeah, I uh, so I just recently watched like some of the clips from the South Park episode about Scientology, which is where I know most of my Scientology facts. Uh, and I'm trying to pull the the name here, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it, so I'll just lock in with the pass. Okay. All right. So Eric is passing on this one. Jeannie, what do you think it is? Is it is it Cthulhu? Cthulhu, a very good guess. That is a, a creature from the H.P. Uh, Lovecraft uh, universe, oh, I guess okay. you could say. Yeah. Um, but the answer we're actually looking for is Xenu, X-E-N-U, Xenu. Yeah. So that is going to end Genie's streak. Uh, so, Eric, you can still get uh, some points here and, and close the gap. I've got a chance. Got a chance. It's just as Jim Carrey said in, in Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Okay. Uh, the next question, number four. A little bit of sports. Because of their intensely physical, dirty play and their supreme talking abilities, what nickname was commonly given to the title-winning Pistons teams of the late 1980s? Um, okay, yeah, I'll just uh, my uh, Cthulhu. Okay, all right. So we have the uh, the the famous Detroit Cthulhu's, uh, Cthulhu Pistons. I like that answer, Eric. What are you thinking? God, I, I, I know I know this one, and I am just having a brain fart. Um, God, uh, I don't know. I, I cannot pull it for the life of me. I am going to have to pass again. All right, so we have a pass from Eric, and we have a, a, a lucky Cthulhu from Jeannie. Um, you were right, though. It, it did involve uh, Dennis Robin before he, he went to the Bulls uh, and uh, Isaiah Thomas. The players uh, also on that team, uh, uh, let's see, Joe Harris uh, was another one, um, James Wiseman, a couple others, but uh, they were known as the Bad Boy Pistons. And I wonder, I guess, I think Derek, uh, Dennis Robin was a Bad Boy Piston when they were considered the Bad Boys. Uh, I don't know if there was like a Bad Boys period, but uh, he, is, he is certainly a Bad Boy. So uh, anyway, Bad Boy, yeah, the Bad Boy Pistons. So no points on that one. All right, we'll move right along to number five. This one's going to be uh, a little bit in the food category. Last year, the FDA added a ninth major food allergy to their list. What joined milk, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, wheat, soybeans, fish, and crustacean shellfish on this list? So once more, here is the current list. Milk, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, wheat, 
soybeans, fish, and crustacean shellfish, and we are looking for the ninth major food allergy that was just added to the list. Um, I have none, and so I never pay attention to, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like allergies are just not in my zone. Uh, I get The only thing I can think of is I know a lot of people are allergic to um, like food coloring, like uh, I think there's like a food coloring that's like red 40 or something. So I will just say food coloring. Okay. Food coloring for Eric and Jeannie. And actually food coloring is what I was going to say too. Like artificial colors is what had popped into my, into my mind. That's the only thing I could think of. I think that's a really great guess. Um, it makes total sense. Uh, but unfortunately, um, no points on this one. The answer is sesame. Mm, yeah, I would have yeah. never gotten that. It yeah, is delicious. Hopefully no children are allergic to sesame because they won't be able to enjoy the cookie monster. So uh, <laughs> bad jokes abound here. And when I'm alone, I can do them and no one can <laughs> shame me for them. So too bad for the other guys or for Ken who's editing this. Okay, so we're going to uh, we're gonna move on to question six. But before we do that, a uh, quick score update. Uh, Eric, no points on the board yet, but still within striking range. Jeannie uh, has three points uh, after that first streak uh, for question one and two. Um, they're both getting some water, uh, adding some extra oil, maybe putting their knuckles into the flames to uh, to get a little angry. And we're going to see what happens in the second half here. So our first question of the second half, number six, is going to be Kitty Foreman, Ann Perkins, Peter Petrelli, Carol Hathaway, Margaret Houlihan, Jackie Payton and Carla Espinoza are all TV characters that have held what job? So I have a little uh, game that I play with myself when I listen to Triviality. And uh, I have essentially I compare like or I'm trying to figure out which of the hosts my knowledge most aligns with. And I found that if if Jeff knows an answer, I have about a 90 percent chance of Elsa knowing the answer. If Neil knows the answer, I have about a 5% chance of Elsa <laughs> knowing the answer. And I feel like this one is probably a layup for Neil. Uh, I'm, I'm really bad at like TV and movies and pop culture and stuff. Um, the only character that I know there is Ann Perkins, uh, who I believe is from Parks and Rec. And I think maybe she was a nurse, and it would make sense that there'd be a lot of nurses in TV shows. So I'm going to say a nurse. All nurses. right. Nurse from Eric and Jeannie. Yeah, and as a huge MASH fan, I can tell you Hot Lips Houlihan was a nurse. So <laughs> Nurse is correct. So great reasoning there, Eric. Yeah, uh, a lot of nurses on TV, a lot of doctors on TV. Uh, yeah, and this was totally a Neil question. I mean, I think... The Pistons won a little bit, but um, I finally got one here um, that was kind of in my wheelhouse, and it's, it, which is hard sometimes in trivia if you're a, basically a pop culture fiend like myself. But uh, point for Eric on the board. So uh, let's continue. Let's see what happens here. We are going to move on to question seven. And question seven simply states, which term that does not end in ology is the word referring to the study of light and how it interacts with objects and matter? I I feel like it's it's right there, but I can't reach it. <laughs> so um, uh, I can't even think. I'm like in my brain now. I'm trying to like come up with like the Greek word for light or something like that. 
um, and it's it's I'm not getting to that even so I'll just say uh, I want refraction there you go refraction okay and <laughs> Eric I don't even know if this makes sense but I locked in with optics all right optics uh, and uh, the answer is a word shared by many modern uh, public relations uh, people uh, when their clients do something wrong got to make sure that they have the right optics when they answer so optics is correct so Eric, uh, with our second streak so far of the semifinals, um, just got two points for that. So great job! All right, we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit into the literature realm here for question eight. With devastating consequences from doing so, alienating herself between two cultures, what does Bernice notably do in the title of an F. Scott Fitzgerald short story? I I have no idea. I'm just gonna I'm just probably gonna pass on this one. I mean, my only guess, uh, alienating herself between two cultures, I have no, I, I have nothing else to go on, really. So I'm going to guess that she marries the wrong man. All right. Uh, the answer is Bob's her hair. Oh. Yeah. So. What a hussy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> that D Bernice. Oof. Different times, right? Bernice Bob's her hair. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, scores remain the same. We have two questions left, uh, and both competitors are getting ready for the finale here. So we're going to go to question nine. Painter C.M. Coolidge created a piece titled A Friend in Need in 1903. By what name do you most likely know this piece of art? I can't think of any... Uh, I can't think of anything that really makes sense. I'll just... Uh, maybe this is from around that time period, and I know a name of it so i will say american gothic but i don't love it your uh oh and genie uh your your guess i'll just say like the hitchhiker i don't know okay so the hitchhiker and american gothic uh i think you're right around the same time period but uh this is a painting i'm sure everyone knows i never knew it was called this until i read this question but it is dogs playing poker <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's yeah. cute i yeah. like that so a friend in need, if anyone ever asks you what uh, the actual title of that one is. All right, we are at question 10. So it looks like we have uh, four points for Jeannie currently and three points for Eric. So this question could either tie it up or end the game. So let's see what happens. John Dalton in 1803 theorized that there were tiny spheres that could not be split up. The plum pudding model was theorized by J.J. Thompson in 1904. And Ernest Rutherford in 1909 was the first person to more or less correctly guess which scientific question. I think I can I have a lock guess. in with a guess. Yeah. Okay, let's start with Jeannie. Okay. Um, I mean, the only thing I could think of is, you know, like what is the smallest thing, which would be like atoms or the theory of atoms. Okay. And Eric? Building blocks, maybe that's the. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sadly, I have the same guess, which I think means that I can't possibly win. Um, but yeah, I like what are the basic building blocks of matter or what are atoms or something like that? Uh, well, I think you both said it. So I will, uh, I think you, it, it, the answer is structure of an atom. And I think you both said that. What are the building blocks of an atom? So uh, both correct there. All right, and uh, with that answer, the structure of an atom, both competitors getting a point. The final scores are 
Eric with four and Jeannie with five. It looks like Jeannie went into the crowd, pulled a <laughs> long knife from one of the uh, from one of the people betting on the match, put, t- took the knife into the arena, and unfortunately cut uh, both of Eric's arms off. So I'm so sorry, Eric. <laughs> Um, but uh, you are a worthy competitor uh, in this competition. Uh, any any parting words before we let you go today to uh, get those arms reattached? Uh, well, it's hard to say too much because I'm in excruciating pain. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mostly just wanted to say a thank you to you, Neil, and thank you to everybody that works with the show. Uh, really enjoy listening, and I also just really enjoy that I think you guys. Uh, I don't know, present a good message to, to your listeners. And I feel like it's a uplifting show and optimistic and uh, socially progressive. And uh, I think you're doing good in the world. So oh, thank you. Well, thank you very much. And it's it's funny that you give us that such a nice compliment right after I said your arms were, were cut off. But uh, it was all in good fun. But no, we, we really thank you for that. Uh, we, we do our best to um, include as many different people from around the world as we can to enjoy trivia and celebrate trivia uh, and having a good time and a few laughs. So thank you very much for saying that. That means a lot. Um, and it was great getting to know you over these first two rounds of Bloodsport Season 3. And uh, Jeannie, you're going to be moving on uh, as the representative of the South in Bloodsport. Uh, how does that feel, and are you going to do any training before uh, the, the main event, so to speak? Yeah, I think the, the teeth thing clearly worked out really well, so I'm, I'm probably going to look at getting some uh, spike implants maybe, yeah. That's a, that's a good bet. I, I think that's a, a good way to go. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us, both of you. It was so nice getting to learn more about you. And uh, you had a great score today of five to four, our best score so far in the semifinal. So congratulations to both of you on that. And uh, thank you very much to Ryan Myers uh, for submitting all these questions to us today. We know that he wasn't able to make it uh, being under concussion protocol, but he will be back next week. Uh, For the most part, we believe he will be, and he's going to be ready to go to uh, put all these competitors through their paces. But before we sign off today, uh, as always, we'd like to thank our network, Airwave Media. You can go to airwavemedia.com to check out a bunch of other great shows that join us on the network, such as All Creatures, History Uncovered, and The Purpose Show. Thank you very much to Eric and Jeannie for joining us today and competing and for my co-hosts Ken, Jeff, and Matt and our special guest host Ryan Myers. My name is Neil and that was another episode of Triviality Bloodsport Season 3. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.